Hey, so we're here today for the first ever episode of Not Just Another Healthcare Podcast, and my first guest is the head of Antidote Health's uh, Mental Health Services, Mark Moresco. How are you, I'm Mark? great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, super excited to have you as our first guest. A lot of stuff coming up down the pipeline for Antidote, and I would love to hear more about it. Yeah, sure. So Antidote, we're, we're kind of a new company, uh, telemedicine. Uh, so our goal is to be able to offer telemedicine throughout all of the United States. We're already um, present in, in many states across the country. There are many telemedicine services already available. What we're doing differently is trying to make healthcare available to the 50 million underinsured or uninsured Americans in the United States. So that means trying to make healthcare as affordable as possible for people who don't have their own insurance plans. Yes, yeah, that, that's definitely something needed in today's society, especially um, coming out of COVID. Yeah, for sure. And so part of uh, what I'm doing is focusing on the mental health side of things. Um, during Since COVID, everyone is becoming increasingly aware of the huge mental health burden uh, that this pandemic has been having on all of society. So when already rates of mental illness such as depression and anxiety are extremely high, touching as, as, as many as one in every five Americans in, at any given moment. Since COVID, people are estimating that those rates have increased by 50%. So this is extremely, extremely important as a, as a major issue these days. And many of these people don't have the resources to be able to go see you know, expensive psychologists or psychiatrists. And so once again, we're trying to make this help and support available to as many people as possible. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. I, I love that. Um, so what, what's your background coming before Antidote? What brought you to us? Yeah, so I'm a psychiatrist by training, um, originally from Canada. I spent many years working in a hospital, a university teaching hospital. Uh, I was the director of the outpatient services. So I learned a lot uh, during those years um, about not just you know practicing psychiatry, but how to organize services for a very large population of patients and how to you know, uh, motivate a, a team of uh, healthcare professionals to work together. At the same time, I've been interested for many years in what is now called digital health. Although, you know, before it was basically just applying different kinds of technology solutions to healthcare to make it more efficient, more accessible. That includes telehealth. Uh, so, you know, delivering telemedicine through video conference, um, but as well as many other types of tools that we're also building into Antidote these days to, to be able to deliver uh, care you know, more efficiently and in a, in a very user-friendly way. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially now with people not wanting to leave their homes and they're working from home more and not wanting to make appointments, I think it's really relevant. And um, yeah, I think it, it's perfect for where we're going in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's something very interesting that I've kind of noticed over these years of doing telemedicine or telepsychiatry. A lot of people ask me the question, how does that even work? How do you treat people over the internet? And doesn't that take away something? And in fact, it's very strange, but it actually in many ways works better, believe it or not, because, you know, 
the person is in their home, in their where they're comfortable, where they're at ease. Much is very different than having to go to a doctor's office, wait in an unfamiliar mm-hmm. waiting room. And there's also something mm-hmm. that can be honestly intimidating about having to open mm-hmm. up to a complete stranger who you don't know. When you're so there's something about being behind a screen uh, in your own home that allows the process to work a lot more smoothly. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Um, I, I get it. Um, now people's comfort level is just in their homes. They don't want to commute, travel, and go to an unfamiliar territory and out, out with the masses. So I can, I can totally see that. Um, so, so what do you see for the, the future uh, with the telemedicine and, and mental health? So to me, the future is to try to deliver the highest possible quality of care in a way that, again, is affordable and accessible. And what does that mean? 90% of of prescriptions for antidepressants, 90% of people who suffer from depression and anxiety get treatment from their family doctors, not from psychiatrists. Yet, mm-hmm. there's a lot of studies showing that in many cases, family doctors are not equipped to be offering the best possible quality of mental health services because they're very busy, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to treat so many different conditions at once. They're not always completely up to date on how to be using the different treatments in the best way possible. So we actually there's studies that show that, you know, only a small minority, less than twenty percent of family doctors who treat depression or anxiety will be making adjustments to the treatments when needed, will be following the the proper guidelines for treatment. And what does that mean? It means that when this is already such a huge need, there is a very large majority of, of people who are just not getting the best care possible. And that means that they're languishing for months and months and months with depression and anxiety that could have been treated more easily. But Mm -hmm. the good news and the silver lining is that there are many studies showing that when you equip family doctors with certain tools that allow them to be able to monitor patients' symptoms more closely, to actually see how the symptoms of depression or anxiety are trending over time. And when you also support them by giving them access to -to up-to-date treatment guidelines and, and and helping them to see what would be the next best step to treat a patient at any given moment, what we end up seeing is something really amazing. That Mm -hmm. the quality of care that they're able to give is actually better than what most psychiatrists are offering in their practice. So using some simple tools, we can actually upskill family doctors to offer a level of care for mental health that's actually in many cases superior to what many psychiatrists in their offices are, are, are offering and in a way that can be as affordable as possible and scalable as possible, meaning that we can reach the largest number of people possible. Many people, there's, there's an awareness that there's a shortage of mental health professionals. There are simply not enough psychiatrists or psychologists available to be able to treat everyone who's suffering from mental health conditions these days. There Mm -hmm. are a lot more family doctors available. So if we can use 
all of this person power uh, and make that available, we'll be able to reach a much larger percentage of people. That's amazing. Um, it sounds great, and I, I look forward to seeing what happens in the future with Antidote. Uh, so walk me through a typical day in a visit. So if someone was coming in, they meet with their primary care doctor through our services, um, and then they get connected with you and your team. So what happens next, and, and how do they get diagnosed, and what's the chain of command of after sure. that? Sure. So actually, it all starts even before the visit. So what we do once someone signs up and once they have an appointment, uh, they, they get sent uh, a questionnaire package to complete on their phones or on their, on their computers. And this is a comprehensive um, questionnaire that really goes through you know, the full uh, gamut of mental health uh, conditions and information that we need so that we can make the best possible assessment and the clearest diagnosis. And so that by the time they're seeing the doctor, the doctor already has all of this very rich information. They go over all mm -hmm. of that uh, with the patient. Um, mm -hmm. And the goal is really to, first and foremost, figure out really what is the person going through, what is their diagnosis, uh, and then to select the best possible treatment. Very simple. And then at that point, you know, we offer uh, the person to have a follow-up process where we can be following them for many months as long as it takes uh, to get their condition under control. Got it. Okay. And, and what does that look like? Does it differ from each patient? Are they um, being, because it may, might be case by case, like how does that look for, for a typical person, let's say they're being treated for anxiety, do they check in once a month? Is it every other week? Like how do you guys um, decide that? So in general, it'll be once every few weeks, probably once every three weeks or so, but of course, it's tailored to each person. Each person has their mm -hmm. own specific needs, their own specific symptoms that they're dealing with. Um, they'll react to the treatments in a different way. So the same way that you're, you're seeing any doctor for any condition, right? They're always going to make sure that uh, the treatments are best suited for you, that, that they're trying to understand as best as possible, you know, the, the condition that, that you're living. Uh, so for sure, we're taking the time to offer exactly the same level of treatment that you would expect from, from any doctor. Great, great. And so they'll be seeing the same doctor then, so yeah. that that person's assigned to their doctor. Yeah, exactly. So they're not being seen with different people within the plan. Exactly. That's a great question. Yeah, for sure. It's very important to have follow-up to, to get to, to know the person who's treating you, to feel comfortable with them, and for them to obviously know you as well. Of course. Especially with, with, with situations in mental health, um, you want their comfort level to be you know, bare, like the minimum. You don't want people to be uncomfortable. For sure. So yeah. when it comes to anxiety and depression, I, I think they would rather see a familiar face than be like, oh, who's this? <laughs> That's not who I signed on yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what do you see for um, the future in the next couple of years, like with telemedicine and, um, and this way of treating? Do you think it's really gonna take off or it's gonna take a slow progress to get people to understand what you guys are doing? No, I think, I mean, people all are already starting to understand telemedicine. I mean, it's been around for, you know, close to 20 years even, but certainly in the last few years and with COVID, it's really becoming a standard of care. So uh, I think people are now accepting this as, you know, as a, as a very acceptable process. Um, I think where we see Antidote, especially the Antidote Mental Health Services going over the next few years is 
being able to you know build upon the experience that we're going to get and also from all the information we're going to be collecting from people to really do a better and better job at offering care that is best suited for each individual person. So what does that mean? In psychiatry, one of the, the best ways to crack the code of being able mm -hmm. to, to, to really find the best treatment for every given person, because that's a challenge actually. We, oftentimes mm -hmm. when we, we meet a person for the first time, we don't know automatically which is going to be the best treatment for them. There are many different treatments available, but we don't know. We, it's hard for us to predict. Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful that as we, we go through this process and we learn over months and years um, through our treatment process, we can get better and better at that process of being able to predict for each person what will be the best treatment for them because we will have basically the ability to be treating a very very large number of people probably more than mm -hmm. what is typical in any individual hospital or clinic and with that kind of experience I think we can grow and learn very quickly and so in a few years what I what I'm what I'm expecting is that not only will our services be affordable and accessible but the quality will continue to increase you know year upon year upon year this is amazing, and I'm, I'm so excited to see what the future holds for uh, mental health services with Antidote, and I, I really uh, appreciate you coming and speak with me today. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.